Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of Opera After Dark. Alright, after two weeks of anticipation, we're now talking about Prokofiev's The Fiery Angel, which apparently is a ridiculous opera. Is it ridiculous or is it just crazy? It's amazing. So this opera by Sergei Sigurovich Prokofiev. <laughs> so this opera didn't actually premiere until 1955. So that was two years after Prokofiev died. He basically oh. was working on it about 25 years. And there were a lot of different factors. People kept promising him money and performances, which kept him like keep on going i'm gonna write this i'm gonna i'm gonna people are gonna do this and it was a bunch of things that people didn't want to do it um they couldn't find a a perfect venue because it's a huge it's a big cast big sing huge orchestra uh the subject matter is real dicey (laughs) didn't you say you said that he then just used this music for like another symphonic work or something um, he did. What happened, he was reluctant to sort of let the music that he wrote for this opera go. And he was like, I don't know if this is ever going to get performed. Um, so in 1928, he adapted parts of the opera to basically make his third symphony in C minor. So if anybody's ever heard that, we can play a little bit from the beginning of it now. But his third symphony is basically the music from the fiery angel. He was worried that since the opera... It didn't look like it was going to get done. That he didn't want to waste this music that he had spent so long um, languishing over. Opera did happen <laughs> two years after he died at the Champs Elysees, and I'm really excited to talk about it. <laughs> Wait, the opera happened at the Champs Elysees? The opera happened at the Teatro de Champs Elysees in Paris. Wow. Oh, wow. So, what happened? Why? Okay, who, so, who was like, hey, we should do this? Well, basically, people kept championing it and championing it, and after he died, they, they just really pushed for it, and finally, there was a performance of it. You know, at that time, Prokofiev was this huge name mm-hmm. even after he passed away and it was like his unfinished opera well not unfinished but like his unperformed opera do it for sergey sergeyevich okay do it for ssp 
<laughs> so the fiery angel is based on a novel by the same name of the same name by Valery Brusoyev. Um, and it has a lot of religious elements in it, which is a lot of the reason why people didn't want to put it on. Prokofiev was really into it, basically for one reason only. <laughs> What's that reason, Elspeth? The orgy. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's an orgy in the opera? And who participates in the orgy? I don't want to say because I think it would ruin it for everyone. Okay, I just want okay. to get right into the plot of this opera. Don't even tell me there's like a God orgy or like um, a Jesus no. orgy. Nope. Okay. No. Just wait. She'll get to it. She'll oh, to gosh. It. Wow. That That is like the perfect setup. Now I'm going to be waiting on bated breath. All right. Well, how does this ridiculous work begin? <laughs> So the opera begins and we meet our heroine, our soprano of the evening, and her name is Renata. Renata. Renata lives at an inn. And one day, a knight errant comes to her door and his name is Ruprecht. 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 <laughs> so they're hanging out at the inn and Renata tells Ruprecht that um, since she was a little girl, she has been visited by an angel all aflame named Madiel. Oh, wow. And she is in love with him. Oh, no. (laughs) Is this opera in Russian? Yes. Okay. So she's in love with the angel. Mm -hmm. And? And she says the angel encouraged her to do good deeds. And at the age of 17, after many years of this, she finally confesses that she is in love slash lust with him. Oh, and that she wants basically she asks for his physical love is a nice way of putting it but she was like let's do it let's do it and the angel was like what is wrong with you <laughs> um oh, no. so he oh, glows man. in fury which is where the fiery angel thing comes from uh-huh. but he promises her that um he will return to her one day in a human form and then they will hardcore get it on oh oh my dang. goodness <laughs> So wow. right after that, <laughs> Renata is 17, and she meets this man, um, Count Heinrich von Otterheim. And she's convinced that Heinrich is uh, her angel, the angel Madiel, has come back in human form to, to love her. I love that. And like, he- every guy that she meets, she's like, 
you, you, you could be my angel that <gasps> and, I get it and, on with. And no, she tells no, Heinrich you. this. She tells Heinrich this, and he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> 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 <No>. <laughs> Henry is like totally, totally. So he's like definitely. Um, so they consummate. <laughs> but is he like this is the craziest thing? But it's gonna get me some, so I'm gonna say yeah, I'm yes. Just gonna go okay. With it. Totally. Okay. Oh, um, awesome. So they Wait, they I consummate. To, yes. I have to jump in. This r- reminds me of um, a, a very intellectual film called Team America: World Police. <laughs> yes. It's by the creators of South Park and his puppets that. Yeah, basically try to save the world and ruin everything in the process. Right. But there's basically like the leading female character. She, she like her her boyfriend at the beginning dies, like he gets killed. Mm-hmm. And so then she's about to get it on with another character. And she's just like, I just don't know if I can ever trust again. And, you know, they're talking about it. And she's basically like says to him, I'll only get with you if you promise to never die (laughs) (laughs) and the guy's puppet face gets so serious and he goes i promise (laughs) i will never die (laughs) and then they have crazy puppet sex and this reminds me of that so much because it's like yeah that my my angel told me that he was going to come back in human form we were going to get it on are you my angel and I just picture this guy, like, very straight-faced, being like, yes. Yes. <laughs> I am the angel. <laughs> so that's what happens. Um, so, so they do it. Yeah, they do it a lot. He's there for, like, a, a year or so. And how is that typically represented on stage? I believe this happens prior to the curtain rising. Oh. I believe oh. I believe this is told to Ruprecht in monologue form. Oh, my gosh. I think. I'm okay. not. I'm not certain. Okay. So that happens, and like after a year, he goes or he's like, "Peace out. It's been real. Bye." Oh no! So Renata is searching for uh, <laughs> this missing Gotta love. Gotta get going so- <laughs> to that mall shop. <laughs> so she's just like perpetually waiting and searching, and like during this perpetual waiting and searching, she. <laughs> comes in contact with Ruprecht and she's like, let me tell you the story of my life. Right. Okay. He, he's a knight. He goes on quests. So she's oh, like, you have no. to help me. Is oh, Ruprecht okay. the angel? You have to help me find Heinrich slash my angel and oh, Ruprecht gosh. because, oh God, Ruprecht. And Ruprecht um, is like, oh honey. It's just like kind of half in love with Renata oh, no. already. And he's like, yes, I will help you. So the, the two of them go off and search for Heinrich Curtin. Act what? one curtain? Act one curtain. Oh there are five gosh. acts in this. Oh, dang. <laughs> so but act it's a, two. Uh, an opera that is done without intermission, I don't think. Oh, okay. It's like a straight what? shot. They're short acts. Five straight acts. Dang. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then act two.
So they're on the hunt. They're on a quest. Rupert has full-on fallen in love with Renata. Renata does not feel the same way, obviously. So their hunt for Heinrich is not going very well. So they decide that they're going to uh, resort to sorcery. <laughs> Naturally. So they find, they ask a bunch of like wizards and witches and everything. And they're like, <laughs> no, we will never. No. Oh my and they gosh. finally find like some disreputable person who's like, yeah, okay. And so they cast a spell. <laughs> oh my God. I will help you. I'm the shady wizard that will help you. Do, we, do you know voice types, by the way? I'm assuming that she's a soprano. She's a soprano. Um, Ruprecht is a baritone. Oh. Heinrich is a tenor. Of course, Heinrich's a right. tenor. So they cast a spell, and they hear three knocks at the door. Mm-hmm. Renata's like, it worked. He's here. She runs, and she opens the door, and there's nobody there. And she's like, fuck. <laughs> um, so then they go, and they seek out this powerful sorcerer named Agrippa von Nettelsheim. Oh, of course. <laughs> that was played by a tenor. These names are just crazy. I don't crazy. know. It's amazing. Yeah, didn't you say he was living in like the B- the Bavarian Alps when he wrote When he this? started this, yeah. It's all very German. Mm-hmm. And also remember, this is around the time when he was like a Christian scientist now. Oh, right. Oh, oh right. <laughs> So they go to Agrippa's lair and they're like, we want you to do this and cast a spell. And Agrippa is like, I'm not doing this. Because we're like right smack dab in the Spanish Inquisition. And I don't want to get caught. And I don't want to get arrested. And I don't want to get my head chopped off. So peace out. I mean, that's fair. So they're like, shit. And then the curtain falls. (laughs) I just can't. uh, With knowing there's a looming orgy, I'm just like every every character that you introduce. I'm like, are you going to be in the orgy? (laughs) (laughs) we haven't you haven't met all of the orgy participants yet <laughs> so act three they're still searching for heinrich um and they meet up and renata's like i found him i found him she went to him she throws herself on him she's like my angel my angel and heinrich's like <laughs> he says and he's about like, that no 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 and finally he's like i'm not your angel I was never your angel. Please leave me alone. We had like a nice time. You're crazy. (laughs) You're super clingy. You're super clingy. Please leave me alone. Oh, man. She was like, fuck you. (laughs) She vows that she's going to be avenged. And Ruprecht, because he's a knight, she's like, you have to fight him in a duel, right? And Ruprecht, because he's an idiot who's in love with her, is like, okay. But apparently when you're a knight, it doesn't actually mean that you're very good at swordplay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so Ruprecht channel- challenges Heinrich to a duel, and Heinrich is a good swordsman. And so the fight's very short. Ruprecht is overpowered very quickly. Oh, no. And he gets stabbed. Oh, no. Stabbed but not killed. And Heinrich is just like, I can't deal with you people anymore. And he leaves, and that's the last time we see him. Oh, so Ruprecht's God. dying. Oh, wait. That's the last time we see him. Period. We see him, period. He's just like, I'm out. Okay, so Heinrich is not in Crazy people. the orgy. I'm no one's angel falling <laughs> from the skies. This guy I don't know is like challenging me to a duel. Oh, man. He's like, I just wanted to hook up one time and this is exactly. what he gets me. Well, a couple of times to be fair. Yeah, yeah. He's not time. great, however. Right. Okay. Um. So Rupert is injured. This is now act four. This is now act four. Oh, Renata, 
Back at the inn, Ruprik and Renata have sort of moved in together. Renata's caring for him, nursing him back to health because she does feel really bad. Well, she <laughs> <this> should. Happened. <laughs> it's kind of her fault. Mm-hmm. And Ruprik is like, you know, I love you. I did this because I love you. And Renata's like, I think that I should join a convent because I've done some really bad shit. And, like, I wanted this guy dead, and I messed around with sorcery. I think I should just become a nun and just sort of, like, atone for all of the horrible stuff that I've done. So she becomes a nun. (laughs) (laughs) So then that happens. And then there's a scene that's sometimes um, kept in and sometimes omitted. It's just, like, sort of thrown in there for comic comic relief. I don't understand how it pertains to the rest of the opera. It's, like, Faust... And Mephistopheles are in a tavern, and they're talking about shit. It's just like, this is a funny bit. You know, it's a bit. That's so random. But then it usually gets cut. Okay. Because people are like, like, the hell? They need a moment in the middle of the opera just to take a break from the opera? Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. Because the music's really... Um, We'll listen to some of it in a little bit. It's it's like a lot. It's jarring. <laughs> it's jarring. <laughs> So, last act. Act five. Renata's at the convent. She's an, a nun in training. She's Maria in The Sound of Music. Oh, my god. She's gosh. a novice. Don't even tell me there's an orgy at the convent. So, um, <laughs> the, the, the nuns are, like, worried about her, and they're like, we think that you might be possessed by a demon, so we're going to bring in um, this, like, priest from spanish inquisition and there's going to be an exorcism oh. and then you'll be fine so not as like priest? great <laughs> great thank you so much <laughs> that's exactly what i need right now it's exactly what she needs and so the priest comes and there's an exorcism and attempt to heal renata basically what happens oh is all God. hell breaks loose because oh she's man. like so terrible and so awful. All of the nuns around her get possessed by like her lustful feelings and satanic wishes. And then there's a huge nun orgy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> because all the other nuns get possessed. So, so possessed the, the crux orgy. of the opera is that she is actually possessed. Uh, 
Wait, is that how the opera ends? Well, the opera ends with the priest and the Grand Inquisitor being like, she's the devil. We must cut her head off. And then she um, is basically burned to the stake, and that's how it ends. Oh, oh my oh. gosh. So this is like... Da, 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 da. Hey! <laughs> so the whole basis for the opera is like, women cannot have any sort of sexual appetite. And if they do... They're going to have misery, and also they're possessed, and also let's kill them. Yes, but also, don't you think it's like a a weird like, like I think it would be great to have a nun orgy, but I can't do that to like good God fearing nuns, so I have to make them exactly, possessed. Exactly. Right. If they're possessed, uh, then anything goes. But like, if they're just like regular nuns, then no. Got you. Like you, you could never have a nun orgy just on its own. It's only permissible if they're possessed by the devil. <laughs> right. Basically. Wow. So now in this podcast, we've had both the bloody nun and a nun orgy. Yes. I can only imagine when nuns will appear next. (laughs) (laughs) Well, haven't we? Didn't we also talk about Sancta Susanna? I'm pretty sure we talked. Did we talk about that once? There's another opera by Hindemith that deals with possessed nuns. And again, it's like nuns having very sexual feelings that are then expressed through like weird possession mm. yeah it's a thing i guess also didn't uh was it hildegard von bingen that became a nun she was a nun. she was a nun oh yeah. she was a nun oh great yeah. it's like when this premiered the reviews were kind of mixed <laughs> <laughs> hey did you see that nun orgy opera um some people loved it the reviews that were just like the score is crazy. It shouldn't sound this chaotic. Um, <laughs> really, the score is what right. they had an issue with. <laughs> right. The score. Some people called it a 16th century Carmen with oh. supernatural trimmings. Another critic said that the fiery angel is nothing but confusion and noise. Oh, with the modern God. title. And then there are a lot of different interpretations as to what this means and then most people kind of end up on the side of like if you try to rationalize this too much you sort of miss the whole like point of it just being this like wackadoo journey (laughs) (laughs) wackadoo that's interesting yes we should we should we should play out to the nun orgy okay but before that is there anything else like is there a big aria oh don't google that (laughs) <laughs> oh god oh god i was like what i wonder if that's on youtube no don't google it <laughs> what did you google you googled nun orgy i heard the fiery angel nun orgy oh, well obviously that's <laughs> not gonna return good things oh my god I googled, like fire angel act five <laughs> <laughs> aka nun orgy <laughs> But certainly none of this music is in the, like, none of the vocal music is in the regular repertoire, even of just, like, arias to sing for auditions no. or recitals or anything. No, like I've, I've certainly never heard people be like, and now for my next excerpt of greatest <laughs> hits of arias, I'm going to sing from the Fiery Angel. Right. But everything that happens in this happens at a pretty quick pace. The opera itself is only about two hours long. Okay. All right. And all straight through. Dang. Straight through. Well, I think we should listen to some of her monologue. Okay, good idea. When she's telling her story to Ruprecht. (laughs) 
Well, that was quite a wild ride. That might be one of the craziest plots since, like, Shafonda the Bagpiper. It's amazing. <laughs> but thank you, Elspeth, for taking us through it with such enthusiasm for the piece. I'm just really excited. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird. It, it is weird. It is very weird. Ah, that's I strange. Mean, I, when I was researching it, I listened to like five minutes and I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I will give it a try. I mean, I'm actually really curious to see the, the rubric uh, Heinrich, like very short lived sword fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I feel like uh, now it's just like a, a party trick, like. You know, hey, did you know there's an opera that has a nun orgy in it? It's like a trivia question. Yeah. <laughs> I bet most people don't. Well, now. Most people have never heard of this opera. Listeners of this podcast do know. So thank you, Elspeth. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Who knows what other kind of ungodly thing we'll be talking about next week. But regardless, you should join us. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And leave a review unless you've been horrified by the discussion of nun orgies and then maybe just skip it for now. But you could always comment on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you for listening. We will be back with more real and ridiculous stories. And until then, I'm Naomi. I'm Elspeth. And I'm Kyle. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye.